it's a pretty big day today on Guns and Radio, Chris. It is pretty huge. I mean, this is, I think, the first time in the, the history of this podcast where we actually landed on uh, one of the one of the members of, uh, of one of the one of the gunners' birthdays. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought already. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have been working on this for a very long time before we began the show today. So. Yeah. It, it 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 is uh it is to be expected we're both kind of tired but hey yeah we got a good ass show coming for you today we are gonna pay tribute for his birthday to our man axel rose plus we're gonna end the day with for the first time in over two years yeah since i think like the first season oh yeah some rapid fire rapid fire good rapid fire three Rapid Fire 3, today, it's finally happening. You always wondered. Well, don't wonder anymore. This is today. On the Gotham Radio Podcast! How was your weekend, Chris? Not bad, man. It's been a it's been a been a fun weekend of partying, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you party at? What'd you do? Was it somebody's birthday? Uh, Did I miss your birthday again? No, no, my birthday's not for another like five months, anyways. We got lots of time. Oh, it was Duff that. McKagan's <laughs> birthday yesterday. So you went to his yes, house yeah. in yeah. Seattle. Oh, I, I flew over to Seattle. Um he flew me on his on well, he knows a couple and he was a guy at Amazon. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um uh what's his name? Oh yeah, Jeff Bezos flew me over on a private jet. Yeah. You know, went to Seattle, did some "quote unquote" punk rock shit. And, yeah, uh, yeah, because yeah. you got a fucking attitude. Yes, and because he doesn't care anymore. I don't know. Um, what other songs from Spaghetti and Sin can we reference? In this <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember, <laughs> man. We'll have plenty of time to learn about Duff McKagan on Shotcast Saturday. Yeah, we got all month long. Um, Tender loving Duff, the month of Duff on uh, Shotcast Saturday. Which is to celebrate his birthday. Yeah. I mean, people are like, hey, you guys are doing all this for Axel on his birthday. No, he gets an episode. Duff is getting four episodes on the other show. Yeah, we're going to do the more bite-sized podcast. Plus, I'm going to get some more Duff songs out of the way. So. Yeah, yeah. We didn't totally just do this so we could eliminate some songs we knew we were going to hate and (laughs) stop having to dread Maybe yes, maybe no. But I mean, like, (laughs) you know... (laughs) We had a whole month of Izzy at one point, so. Yeah, we did, but that wasn't intentional. That was the wheel. That's true, yeah. That's true. We did that. We've done, you know, a whole summer of other um, ambiguous slash slash stuff. We did a whole month of Bell Revolver last February. Yeah, so now you're getting a month of Duff McKagan this February. So uh, Um, that already began, by the way. So if you listen to ShotCast, if if you're on the feed, already head over after the show and uh check out the first episode of shotcast saturday duff month and uh we might have a few surprises along the way this month yeah. on that so you never Definitely. know yeah check out um, last week's episode we reviewed cold outside from the tenderness album and um we got another track also reviewing this coming saturday from that same album. we're doing tenderness only for the next couple of weeks um yeah 
I won't say what track it is. I do have one in mind, but you'll we'll find it on Saturday. You know what happened to me this weekend? What's that? So I had my girlfriend over. Actually, Thursday, I got out of work a little bit early because uh, I had an appointment I had to get to. Mm-hmm. And after the appointment was over, I stopped by the dispensary to pick up my supplies for the next couple of weeks. Very nice. And uh, he was like, you know, tomorrow we're going to be having buy one, get one 40% off. So I said, mm. oh, fuck it. I'll just come back tomorrow then. So, and he also told me by Monday, we should be having recreational sales as well. Because that's finally going through. Mm. Well, we got rec sales Friday, the next day. And so I went to pick up my weed. And I had my girlfriend with me, and it was supposed to be a date night. We sat in that line for 45 minutes at the drive-thru. God, it's a drive-thru? Well, they have a drive-thru. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So uh, we finally uh, decided, fuck that, and we came back to the house. Because I had some edibles and some shit here. I didn't need it that bad yet to keep sitting there. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to watch a movie. I wanted to spend some time with her. And, you know, so... We came back to the house. So the next morning I got up, uh, she had to go pretty early the next morning. So she headed home and, uh, I headed back to the dispensary right at nine when they opened and I still waited for 30 minutes to get my shit. It's been packed, but the night, uh, the first night of recreational, we, uh, you know, we did some edibles. We watched a few movies and stuff, and we had a good time. But then uh, we uh, we went to bed, and we took a nap because we were both stoned. <laughs> and uh, I woke up and uh, thinking it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. So did she. And I was like, man, I'm hungry, but I know nothing's open. She's like, yeah, me too. I really want something to eat. She's like, I think we just got the munchies. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I looked at the clock and it was nine o'clock PM. <laughs> <laughs> We're good to go. And then I went, Oh shit. I jumped out of bed and I went, it's nine o'clock. She's like, it's nine o'clock. We can go somewhere. It's like, Oh, but I don't want to drive. Yeah. Me neither. So we ordered delivery and we got a pizza delivered. Nice. <laughs> and uh, the delivery guy, I said, are you guys busy today? And he's like, yeah, man. It's like, it seemed like every house in Jeff city is wanting pizza hut tonight. <laughs> and I and I was like, well, bro, you know, today was the first day of recreational marijuana. And he goes, that's it. Everybody's yeah. got the munchies. So, two, yeah, two, everybody, <laughs> everybody went to the dispensary, got them some weed, come home, got stoned and ordered a pizza. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was the worst thing that happened all weekend was the weight at the dispensary and uh, the weight at the pizza. So weed was legal. The world didn't end. Nobody got assaulted. You know, all the bullshit they tell you in school. Yeah. <laughs> Brief of madness. And the best part is the my medical card is not going to cost me $200 anymore because now people are just not getting them. So they've they've knocked it down to 70 Nice. <laughs> yeah, assholes. <laughs> like, no, no, still get your medical card. Still pay us for nothing. Yeah. Well, for those who probably actually need it for a medical reason, you know. I need it for a medical reason, but I still think it's stupid that I can't just go buy it or even grow it. Why is it so fucking such a thing? 
you know yeah, so that's, they, that's weird they should at least let you grow something yeah i mean i probably could and nobody'd know it but mm-hmm. one where the fuck am i gonna put it this ain't the biggest house in the world it just looks like it on camera <laughs> <laughs> it's tall but it's not very big i don't have a lot of extra rooms to or closets to to put a uh uv light and shit in but yeah let's do yeah, it over man. the summer if you have like some backyard room whatever or like a potted plant out in my backyard. Yeah. I live in the burbs, man. (laughs) Yeah, that's like backyard space. That's gonna go. I've got some. I've got enough for a grill and a comfortable if I have like a barbecue or something, people walk around and stuff. I have a I have a I have for for me and for my what I'll use it for, it's a decent sized backyard. But it ain't big enough to put no goddamn garden in or anything like that. And then, plus, just when my weed starts to get big enough, even if they didn't get mad about that and let me just have it, by the time my weed starts to get big enough, somebody's going to steal it. It's true. So, (laughs) there's always that to have to fight with. But Mm -hmm. that's the good news, man. And we want to tell you right now off the the get-go, something else that's good news that happened to me this weekend it's uh well taxes time is officially over for your boy dustin bones i finally got my tax return in i have never gotten it this quick before to where i I put and then like it only took a week for me to get my federal state's taking a little longer but it's not really enough money for me to be watching over it'll just be a nice surprise when it pops up but i did it with TurboTax and so there's my testimony man like last week i told you guys about how i filed this week i'm telling you i'm already done like i don't have to think about taxes the fuck again for a whole fucking year all because i used turbo tax and if you got your w-2s and you're ready to get this tax bullshit behind you once and for all click the link in the description of this podcast try turbo tax and you'll be surprised with it because i sure fucking was man i gotta be honest with you man even with the whole referral thing we're doing here um i used it first and i was blown away by it so i know you're gonna love it because like we we know in the past we may do some stuff i've never tried before like the std thing (laughs) when we had the std people that were the std test that was yeah uh, vince neal was telling us about how to not get an std yeah, so Vince Neal tried it, but I didn't. But now this yeah. one I really did try. And those are my actual results. I was blown the fuck away with TurboTax. And I think you will be too. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised if you uh if you go try it. And that's yeah. all I'm gonna say about that. But um what else do we need to cover next week on the show? Our show will be uh preempted due to the Super Bowl. And, um, we're not, we're going to have in the place of a regular episode, one of our collections. This time we're going to be looking at a collection of covers done by guns and roses and a little bit more, including come together, which is not technically guns and roses, but yeah. um, Or the Axel Springsteen from the rock and roll hall of fame, I believe it was like 94. 
Yeah. And, and the reason you guys want to tune in, don't skip this collection. I think you're going to enjoy it is because all of the video it's a, first off, it's a video episode with never before seen uh, footage of Chris and I uh, either being tortured or really enjoying some music. And it's going to be a good one to check out. It's going to fit well into our current standard of how we do things on guns and radios. So we hope you'll check that out next week on the show. And we will be back later next week. Not sure what day, but we'll be back one day next week. Uh, maybe live, maybe taped. Don't know yet. That's all TBD right now. So That's right. So is the song which we're going to finally bring back the wheel at the end of this episode. So Woo! we're going to get to spin the wheel, get a new song. We still don't know what the fuck that's going to be. So a lot of surprises coming up next week. But this week, before we get into our song of the day and we uh, take on some rapid fire action, we are going to be looking at, now this is not a countdown. It's kind of a countdown, but not really. It's not a countdown. It's a, yeah, it's a quasi count. It started as a countdown, but the editing got a little bit um, ambitious <laughs> for, uh, in a way, you could say, considering I only had a day. I, I, and I'm going to tell you, I've been up all night getting some of these clips together for you guys and was up, up until the point like Chris sat here while I finished fucking editing some more. So some of these are going to have videos to them. Some of them is just going to be us discussing them. Uh, mm -hmm. But we got our friends, Tara and Robin from Nothing Lasts Forever. Brando from Appetite for Distortion. Rick Dunsford is coming Ooh. on the show today. Our good buddy Frostbite. And of course, our third and fourth men's of the show. Men's, our third and fourth men of the show. Yeah. Bailey and G-Man Jeff, mm -hmm. and they all contributed to telling us not only some of their favorite moments, but kind of discussing other people's favorites as we go on this list as yeah. well. So there, the, there were a couple in common. Yeah, there were a few. I know Bailey and I share our number one favorite, and I know that Brando... His number one favorite was part of a video I was already working on anyway. So yeah. <laughs> I mean we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of fun. We got a lot of people that's gonna make appearances on the show today that we're gonna hear from. But let's start out, Axel. The these are the best moments. First off, happy birthday, Axel. Thank you for all the memories. We're gonna start out by talking I, I i talked to some of our friends the ones that didn't sync up with other people's favorite moments and asked mm -hmm. them what their specific favorite moments are and so with that we're gonna watch a quick video where this is gonna be tara tara and robin or this is tara's favorite moment this is um who we got jeff Rick yeah. and uh, Mason. This is yeah. there. All four of them are going to be sharing as soon as the video is done uploading, because this is apparently going to take us a while. They're going to be sharing their favorite moments. And I'm excited yeah. about this because this was a hard thing for us to put together, man, whittling it down yeah. to just a handful of moments. 
Yeah, because was... I think the original thing for us was like we'll get five each, whatever, and try and figure figure it out from there. Um, yeah, and it then was hard to like think of things like that. I forego my five so that I could have more yeah. time to so put we're like, together. Do we go? Yeah, do you go more like the controversial moments? Do you think of like you know more uh, like his vocal performances, or do like other you know stories about actually other people have told about him? You know, yes. But I feel like you can go either way because Ax Axel Rose, yes, he may be like a he's kind of like a character, but like you're, there's a very like good side to him besides you know what you know media has portrayed of him in the last thirty years or so. Oh yeah. Like he can, he, he comes off as a good dude. A lot of times, like, I don't think he's near the asshole, like that people say he is when they've got an agenda or they're trying to tell a certain story or some bullshit like that. I'll give an honorable mention to one that I could not find footage of. Um, but it was one of my top favorite moments just to give you an idea of what this is going to be like was yeah. we were in Atlanta in 2013 during Civil War. Axel never really reaches down and touches the crowd. I'm sure he has before and he has since, but it's not a yeah. common thing for him to do. Yeah, I think and, the only other like instance was what the O2 VMAs when he high-fived that dude during Madagascar and got hyped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was, that was a pretty good Axel moment. That That's an honorable mention, I'd say. Yeah, it was Rick, myself, and a girl named Megan that had went to the show together. And Axel reached down during Civil War, and he shook three hands in the crowd. And it was me, Rick, and Megan. And that was the only time I ever seen Axel Rose interact with the crowd in a real show. Like where he reaches out and grabs people's hands and shit. Never seen it happen since. But uh, that was a cool moment that we just didn't have time to try to make you know include in this video thing where a lot of this got pressed for time yeah you know we don't want you guys being here all night talking about yeah. everything that ever happened but with that for hours on end with a tribute yeah with that i'm gonna hit play and let's hear from we're gonna hear from jeff we're gonna hear from frostbite we're gonna hear from rick dunsford and we're gonna hear from primarily tara of nothing lasts forever and some archive footage but we've got another one. Robin is going to be back for a different one later on. But right now, this is some of our friends' favorite moments uh, from Mr. Axel Rose. My favorite Axel Rose moment would be... Oh, shit. Well, I guess when that hit play... My favorite Axel Rose moment would be 114.92 in Dayton, Ohio at the Irvin J. Nutter Center. Night two of Dayton. The first night, Axel went on at about 1 o'clock. Second night, Axel goes on, gets the second song, slices his hand open on his on his metal microphone stand. Uh, I thought Axel was gonna end the night, call it a day, start a riot. Uh, he didn't. Played through like a pro and got his hand a little bit stitched up and looked at on the side during a jam. And long story short, came out and knocked everybody's socks off for two hours. I've always loved the story of this. Probably would have been '88 or '89. Uh, at the cat house, uh, the time David Bowie was shit faced, hitting on Axel's girlfriend, and Axel Rose chased him down the street, threatening to kill him. Uh, my favorite moment of Axel Rose's has to be back in June of 2013 
uh, was in Kansas City with to see GNR there. Mediocre show. It was all right. But after the show, I uh, finally had the chance to meet Axel and had him sign my arm. Has to be probably one of the greatest moments of his life. Tara was on an e-bike. I was on a regular yeah, bike. I'm not, it's up, it's, it's like, it was two miles up a canyon. Uphill. And Robin's very physically fit. I'm uh, not. And so she's on a regular bike and I'm on an e-bike. So I'm ahead of her. Oh, we were going to go farther past his house. I was like, all right. We had no intention on stopping in front of it. We just were going to bike past it and keep going. And, and Robin yelled at me, let's keep going. And he responds to her. That's a long bike ride uphill or something, something like it's pretty hard yeah. that way. And like, oh, yeah. I like not doing it justice because the first thing I hear when I turn the corner is she could hear him before she saw him. Axel Rose's voice and the voice is so distinctive. I just like was floored. Oh, like shit. it was just like, and Tara's standing there. So he's in his yard and he was just in his yard. Like, what was he doing? Tara? Like, so when I turned the corner, he was just standing in his yard. And like, I make the joke that he was standing in his front yard, staring at the sun. But, like, he was literally standing in his front yard staring at the sun by himself. He was, like, his arms were crossed, and he was looking up, and he was just standing there. And, it, you know, the thing about this house, it is not palatial. It is it, the, the property itself is large, but the home, it, it wasn't a large front yard. So he, he was standing basically at the sidewalk behind just a normal, you know, low yeah. fence. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah. she she's like, well, you know, we got to keep going on our bike ride. And I mean, he was literally like, maybe I'll see you on the way back down. Like the guy, it was like he didn't want us to leave. Well, that's a pretty cool story, though, that they've got to tell there. That is really cool. I still like, you know, go back, listen to our old stuff just for, just for that. I mean, like, it's really cool. I mean, hopefully one day it happens to one of us. But who knows? <laughs> you know, get to meet the, the man, the myth, the legend himself. So, Yeah. But uh, those are some of our friends' favorite moments. Like I said, Robin's going to be back in a little bit to talk about one of hers. But you've got some footage that you're going to show us really quick. And we're going to uh -huh. discuss another time in GNR history where I think you, um, you know, the reunion was, uh, was in full swing. Yeah. Um. Another band that we all know and love had a misfortunate incident where their lead singer had to duck out of the tour because of his health. And as a result, Axl Rose slid in and became, for a brief period of time, the lead singer of ACDC. Yeah, it was basically the last time since they actually had a tour. I mean, it was pretty crazy news to hear at the time. It's like, wait, Axl, Ro Axl Rose is like the head of two bands now. You were like, oh, is he going to record new music with these guys? I'm like, ah, I didn't think that was going to happen. But it was really cool to like, see him like really take on the, uh, the ACDC material um, from, you know, from Bon Scott era, Brian Johnson era stuff. Um, and he really, really did put a, a solid performance into it. Like, I, You got to give him credit. It was a damn good performance that he did. And he really blended in well with ACDC. He knew the job um did his role and you know did it to a very high standard and i mean 2016 axel rose um i always feel like that's when he has still had some sort of fire under his ass in a way oh and yeah you don't, don't want to you know critique him too much you know on his birthday but like he was on a roll that year it was one of his best years i think like performance wise and just like having the momentum and being in sort of like you know spotlight hit play, hit play on the video while we talk about it 
Let's, yeah, so this is a, a little bit from get Highway to Hell. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and, you know, it was kind of surreal at the same time. It was, because it was all over the summer. They did, like, some Europe shows and the, the, the rest of the North American tour that yeah. to get postponed. So it was a good, like, six months, I think, he was on the road with these guys almost. Yeah. And it always pisses me off when people are on the internet talking about, like, that it was a disaster and everybody got their tickets back because they didn't want that shit. That's bullshit. Look at that That's fucking bullshit. crap. Yeah. There's not a goddamn fucking empty seat in that house. I'm sorry, dude. Which sellout show were you watching? Yeah. Like, even, like, seeing, like, some of these concert footage, there's even, like, full shows, like, on YouTube and stuff. It's really, really good shit, man. Yeah. So don't believe the people that like to twist the bullshit narrative that this was a, somehow a bad thing because it certainly was not. Hell no. This is like a unique experience. And even got us, you know, Angus Young coming for a couple of shows, uh, GNR shows to, uh, you know, perform a whole lot of Rosie and like stuff like that. So that was really cool too. So the favor was kind of returned in that way. Yeah. It was an awesome time. Was the Axel DC era is yes. our na- is uh, what we're naming that? Yeah, short but sweet you moment. Know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was sad in a way because of what was going on with uh, Brian Johnson behind the scenes. But he's healthy yeah. now, and he's and he's Brian Johnson's now, yeah. back. Yeah, and they recorded a-, a new album a couple years ago. Yeah, ACDC is back intact and in full again, and. You know, I'm glad for them. I'm glad for that. I'm glad for the fans. Absolutely. I hope I hope we get at least one more ACDC tour. I, I feel like they deserve to do one big, you know, final final tour. If yeah. they're all able to in some sort of way. Yeah. And I just realized we didn't say anything about Ozzy retiring because this whole episode is so packed anyway. But yeah. I guess we should take a moment here while I'm thinking about it and say, uh, I guess congrats to Ozzy. I mean the guy's earned a retirement at this point anybody any any other job he would have retired a long time ago and it's just his health has finally caught up with him look yeah he's the prince of darkness we know him uh, with all the drugs and all the legends and everything that he did but at the end of the day you know he's when he goes home from all of that shit he's somebody's husband somebody probably somebody's grandfather yeah (laughs) well he's a father too he's got got his father yeah and you know he's got he's 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 a person and sometimes you forget that about these legends that you know they're just people yeah at the end of the day you know people start to get older and they start to not feel you know the ability and he doesn't want to go out there put you on a shitty show and he thinks the show would be shitty now because of his health yeah so He's bowing out. So definitely thanks for the memories for all the years. I hate that I never got to see Ozzy live, but I mean, you can't really be mad at him. I mean, he, he knew when his time was, was up and he went out on his own. So yeah, at least there's that, but getting back to the best Axel moments, this next one is uh, Robin's favorite Axel moment. And she sent us a, a, a clip of her talking about it. But also, some of our other friends talked about this moment when we filmed with them. So we put it all together in a nice little video package for you. So let's check out the next Greatest Axel Rose moment. 
do you have any thoughts on the Dr. Pepper incident? You mean how I never got mine? Dr. Pepper, the soda, made a bet that Chinese democracy wouldn't be released by a certain time. And if um, Axel did do it, everyone would get a Dr. Pepper, everyone in America. I mean, I've got my free Dr. Pepper. I had to go online to some website. Uh, remember, traffic on that site was horrible, so it crashed a lot. A ton of people didn't get to uh, get it. That's dumb. You should have been able to just download it. Well, I guess it's before, like, apps. So Axel Rose sued them for not being able to provide enough Dr. Pepper to America. And, well, I think Axel had the right to sue them. That was some bullshit. I don't remember what happened with the outcome of it. It's a little petty on uh, guns in. And that's bullshit. I want my Dr. Pepper. And for whatever reason, that is the thing that made Axel finally release Chinese democracy. Ultimately, I think that's what got his Chinese democracy in. No way, man. So there it is, the Dr. Pepper incident. Have a little Dr. Pepper incident, man. <laughs> yeah. We had a similar Dr. Pepper incident on the show all the way yeah. back in season one. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> we had uh, yeah. we paid tribute to that. Yes, but... in one form or another. But I don't know. I don't think that was the sole reason that, like, you know, Chinese democracy finally got released. The only reason why it got released is because the whole entire thing got fucking leaked nine months before. Ah. Uh... The big uh, squirrel leaks. Yeah, Yanked you're right. It, yeah, and you know, at the same time, though, you know, I just bitched about people changing the narrative to suit what they like, but I like mm. this narrative. Though, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's the sole factor. It probably definitely was a contributing thing. It could have been. I mean, like, listen, if you're if you're a big company like that and you want to throw off that challenge, it's a it's cool, but you gotta be able to back your shit up if it actually happens. It was, Dr. Pepper's probably like, oh, it's like some April Fool's shit. Let's just have fun with it. It ain't gonna fucking happen. And it did happen. And it Dr. Pepper was was like, and then Axel was like, I'm gonna show these fucks at Dr. Pepper. I've been sitting on this completed record for three years. We're, gonna put, this, we're gonna put this motherfucker out. I've been just tinkering despite. these vocals of me in 99 for like a good while. I mean, if you want to believe that, I just don't think they were doing anything. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like because the thing is, like, I was always a new band member coming in. It's like, oh, I gotta get them on the album, you know. And we had to read up the whole parts. fucking thing. Yeah, or you have like fourteen guitarists. Yeah, and then they still uh, used parts from people that weren't even in the band anymore. By the That's time true. it came out, yeah, and I, that even like popped into my head recently, like, the last week or so. Like, I was. Right, I was just like, you know, listening to music in the car driving, and I'm like, this I love popped up. And I really thought to myself, I'm like, damn, that's a that's like a really good Robin Fink solo on that album. And he never got to play that shit live because he was gone by the time. Uh oh, he started yeah. touring again a year after because then Ashba took his spot. Did he get to play it live? I thought he played it live. Did he not? No, Fink was gone, I think, before the album came out. He left by like 08 or like beginning of 09. He left for a little while and he came back. That was early, more earlier 2000s because he had to leave for uh, commitments to Nine Inch Nails. And all oh, that. okay. But then he came back to, you know, play in 06 and 07. And yeah, That's that was wild. that was basically his last couple of years in that band. And it was a really good solo. He never got to, you know, play that shit live. Which sucks. Sad times. Unfortunate is what it was. Yeah. It was unfortunate. 
Well, you're gonna, you've got our next clip ready to go. We're going to throw up and we're going to take a look at, and this time we're going to talk about uh, something that happened while we were actually doing the show. Our next greatest Axl Rose moment is the cartoons is how I've put it cartoons, here. Yeah. So I've, well, we have like two separate clips. I don't know if you want to put them all together in one, but. Well, let's just uh, just play it with no sound and let's talk about it. Okay. Give me a okay. Let me let me load up the first one here because there was like some random ones. This was 2016, a bit after, where like Guns was still gaining that like steam momentum, you know, the reunion and all that uh, jazz. Um, but I remember the the first one was uh, him appearing on Looney Tunes, and we actually got the first recording of Axel since probably. <laughs> I mean, if you want to count Chinese Democracy, sure, but like. Let's be real. That was like the first recording since 99. <laughs> uh, well, let's take a look. Any of you guys know where the Civic Center's at? Because we're doing a rock concert tonight. <laughs> what do you think oh when you God. first saw this? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, they got everything right. And, like, they just made him a little more 90s with, like, the hair and everything. That this made me uh this made me think of uh I thought somebody was fucking with me when I first heard of this. Because it didn't sound real. Like Yeah, it's so random. It's like, wait, Axel Rose has the time to appear on shit like this? Yeah, but we can't get a fucking uh we Yeah, and we, we got fucking... a song out of it. <laughs> yeah. And we've reviewed that song. We have on uh on the show in uh the past the song was called rock the rock mm -hmm. show us uh show us a little bit of the scooby-doo clip do you have that okay. one available yeah i'm gonna throw that up right now i do have a scooby-doo clip because that was like a year or two after i think it was like 2018 when that happened it feels like it was like happened all at the same time yeah and within the, the couple years or so of it because i remember we did a watch along of that also with tara and robin we watched the whole episode yeah, we did that uh, in our two-parter with Tara and Robin back in the day because we had a four-hour episode of hanging out with those guys and we had to split it up somehow. So we moved the watch along to the next episode. Yeah. Have you seen the new Scooby-Doo, how they've changed everybody again and it doesn't even look like them anymore? And Oh, you're talking about the Velma cartoon? I guess. Velma's the only I, one I've seen, so... I just don't really care about it. I haven't heard good things about it, so I'm like, ah, not really my thing. Yeah, and there he is. This is, yeah, this is much more like current Axel. And for some reason, this Axel from the from the cartoon from Scooby-Doo, when Tara is telling her story about how she met Axel, this is the Axel that I'm visioning. Yeah, for just with a hat and... <laughs> yeah, cartoon Axel. Like... <laughs> staring at the sun and shit i don't know i guess it might be because she had it as her background but yeah <laughs> this is what i think of when i think of that story but it was nice though it was it was neat for our you know considering Axel usually don't do shit like this kind of like you know some other honorable mentions that we're not going to really go too far into today well, but like his appearance on that metal show, his appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah. He he, he does these things so rarely 
that when he hmm. does, it's kind of a shock and a little bit of a surprise and gives us something to talk about for a little while. Yeah, there's that metal show. You mentioned Jimmy Kimmel. Even um, the time in 06 on Eddie Trunk's show where, like, Sebastian Bach, Chris Jericho, and a few other guys were there, and he just randomly was in town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, when they was on Sirius and they called him. Or, Bob yeah, Baz was it Sirius him. or on, like, terrestrial radio or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Baz called him, and he, he showed him. up. Yeah, and he showed up. Yeah, he actually showed up, which I think some of that clip uh, might be getting used. I don't mm -hmm. know where some of these clips came from in a, the next video. But, yeah, the cartoons. Who remembers that? Remember? Remember how remember? fun that was? Yeah. <laughs> but our, lungs, man. our next clip is actually Brando from Appetite for Distortion. This is his favorite, and I think we may even use some of Axel's audio for the presentation purposes and from that Eddie Trunk interview in this clip. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you, but uh, we're going to throw it over to our good friend Brando from Appetite for Distortion, as well as we've got appearances from other people who wanted to chime in and talk about this uh, great moment. And let's see, what is Brando's favorite moment? from Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Brando from Appetite for Distortion. So my favorite Axl Rose moment. I suppose if you're going to count one that I was there for, which is just 2002 and beyond, obviously seeing him with, with Buckethead the first time at Madison Square Garden handing out uh, donuts into the crowd dedicated to Conan O'Brien. That was pretty cool. Got to see... Pink come on stage saying patience with Axel. That was pretty cool. Of course, the reunion with Slash. But I think just overall, my favorite Axel Rose moment, I think, is the St. Louis riot. Because I think it's misunderstood. My first memory of it is seeing it on TV. It was pretty cool in the sense of Axel kind of standing his ground. I had taken pictures throughout the show. I guess I don't know how long in the show it was uh, before that happened, but it was during Rock Queens, you said. After I took the picture, he just started pointing and hollering down at the crowd. Axel jumps into the crowd. Security gets there in a hurry. Axel's throwing blows. So he like hit me blindside and we went over the chairs. Uh, my adrenaline was so pumped and flowing, I didn't realize you know, that my back had ruptured a disc when we hit the chairs. Yeah, I jumped off stage, and yeah, things went haywire after that. And I maybe I could have handled it better or whatever, but no one was really handling anything at that point because I'd been pretty much pushed to the limit by their lack of security. And someone helps me identify to Axel because you sometimes you just get that angry and you just want to uh, jump into the crowd. So legend has it, this is according to former GNR manager Doug Goldstein, so whatever you want to believe there, is that Stump, the guy that got jumped and was taking photos that Axel punched in the face, was actually part of the staff there at the Riverport Amphitheater. So he starts up from way up top and working his way down into the crowd, doesn't have tickets since he's on staff, and he's pushing people out of his way. Axel sees this. And we all should know Axel does not put up with people getting into fights or hurting each other into, into the crowd. That is also documented. Same thing here. The security was doing nothing and because it's this, that guy's some work for them. They're not, not going to stop him. That's why Axel thought 
okay, maybe if I say he's taking pictures because they know they at least can't take pictures to stop him. No one's still stopping him. He's still pushing people. That's it. I'll take that, goddammit. Jumps into the crowd. I got to hold him. He's got to hold me. And he just disappears. He gets up on stage. Security's all over. And all of a sudden, Axel goes, I'm out of here because of piss poor security. Thanks to the lame-ass security, I'm going home. Which broke out Tuesday night at the Guns N' Roses show at the Riverport Amphitheater. The fracas resulted in at least 60 injuries to police and fans, 16 arrests, and reportedly over a million dollars of damage to the brand new amphitheater. We lost a million dollars worth of equipment in that in that show, and I don't see anybody else taking any responsibility for anything. I saw not denying I broke the rule, but it still didn't give him the right to what he did. They both have compromised and they both reached uh, an agreement between... The jury came out and asked for some more evidence to look at and then they'd come up to the summer numbers where about where we, we was all in the same ballpark. And we wound up settling the case after the jury was in deliberation for a couple hours. This is the most notorious band in the world. Being that I was probably 7th or 8th grade when it happened, I remember the Entertainment Weekly coming out. My dad getting that. He subscribed to Entertainment Weekly, and he's like, you're never going to another gun show. <laughs> what some people don't know also is that the entire band was ready to come out on stage, minus Izzy, prior to the riot. So Axel was going to make good, but uh, legend has it. We, we see the, the photos and the, the video of Axel just jumping into the crowd and punching a fan. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. That's why it's my favorite Axl Rose moment. I think it's one of mine for uh, similar reasons, as like Jeff said, because like, and and I think Brando said it too. It's just Axl not taking anybody's shit. Absolutely, and I feel like that's still something that like sticks with like people when they think of Axl Rose. It's like, oh, he's like a prima donna, he's stopping shows and shit. But a lot of the times, he actually has like every like. Maybe not every right to, but he actually has a good enough reason to, you know. You know, the whole interpreter saga of, like, <laughs> these crazy people throwing shit. Like, he's, like, maybe he doesn't do it in the right way a lot of times. Like, and I think he even admits it in that, that clip there, too. He's like, you know, I probably could handle it better. But, like, he's, you know, like, people are throwing shit. Like, especially, like, for the safety of the band. They even happened once on the Year's Illusion Tour. I think at one of those shows in, like, California where someone threw a bottle at Duff and they couldn't even perform because Duff was, like, I don't know what got into Just someone threw a fucking bottle at his head. Yeah, like you know, he cares about his fans too, not just you know his band as well. Like, well, there's also the staff. You've you got know. all of their roadies and people that are working the show. You've got uh, even the security people. You've got the people that are running the concession stands. You've got yeah. the people that are running the merch tables. There's a lot of people that it takes to put on a show. And if one asshole starts throwing shit, it could hit anybody. It could hit another fan. And then, you know, you're going to have an incident. You might have an incident like uh, that rap guy a few years ago where the ambulance came to get some people out of the crowd that got stomped to death or some shit. Oh, yeah, the old Travis Scott incident. But that's just, I don't know. I, I feel like that goes both ways. I feel like if you re- really read into that whole thing, it, it's partially like, you know, the artist's fault. Too. It was just he still kept playing. You didn't notice that shit? Yeah, well, that might be a bad example. Yeah. Um, with that, we only have two more left to talk about, and I'm going to give you the floor since this next one is your 
personal favorite. Uh, let's hear from Chris Caputo. Oh, man. Of all the times, of all the times for technical difficulties for us to lose Chris. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess we could move on. Oh, you're back. Yeah, I don't okay. know. My internet has been cutting in and out right now. So so let's talk about your favorite Axl Rose moment. Okay. Oh, okay. We're going to get to this clip here. Um, it's definitely like one because it make look. God damn it, I can't even speak right now. It, you can really, it, it's uh, from House of Blues 2001, um, right before when they're setting up for to perform patience and stuff. And uh, it really shows like a different side of Axel. Like, you know, he's ta he talks about, you know, it's like, you know, first time I ever played live in, you know, X amount of years, getting back to all this stuff. And it really, like, yeah, it's just basically being open with the crowd and the crowd, you know, chanting, welcome back, welcome back. And you see by the end, you actually like, gets like emotional it's like you see this like uh you know a human side of axel people are all used to you know him being like a dick or whatever but like no there's actually like a, a dude behind there like he's not not just some dickhead on stage like this is he's a human being and he's got emotions and he's actually a really nice dude so uh here you go let's do uh let's do patience Because that's what I'm going to try to, to experience right now. A little... <laughs> I think it has to be a little bit cheeky, you know. Or should I, like, have a tantrum or something? Yeah, he pokes fun of himself, you know. <laughs> a little bit. That's what I like. Break some shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck some things up. Have him write in the paper what a dick I was. Yeah, you think about it a week later, he's kicking some guy off wearing a slash shirt. <laughs> Get that guy out so, of here. Another honorable mention. It was the first night I ever like sang a set with these guys. It was the first time I like sang a set in eight years. I had a little bit of emotion problem doing the old stuff. I had a thrill. Rightly so. Yeah, understandable. I was a little worried because see, there was a rehearsal. Then I was, a, we had some kind of a set list. Then I actually went to sound check. That's that's a first for all three of those in 15 years. That's, I was afraid that might <laughs> jinx the show. Maybe a little more. No, like baseball players. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's the only time you ever show up to sound check. Wasn't there probably like doing new songs or something? Right. That's what he does now. We got yeah. some acoustic guitars. So people are on crack. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny part because he misheard the chance. Say what? Then you'll hear it in a sec. Thank you. 
little shooting grin. Now you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it is good to see Axel though in like that human yeah. side though. You know, him like <laughs> smiling a bit. He got a little, you know. That had to feel really good because you really don't know if they're yeah. gonna remember, if they're gonna mm -hmm. care, if they're gonna shit on this. Especially after being, you know, away from the limelight for so long. He's been working, you know, behind the scenes with stuff, trying to reform yeah. something from the ashes of his old band, essentially. Yeah. And it does give you a glimpse kind of into the into the axle like Tara and Robin was talking about, you know, the one that we all don't get to see normally. That's, you know, not a bad dude. Like he's 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 he's, he's, he's a nice guy. I wouldn't yeah. say he's a nice guy, but he can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a regular even, guy. He's been hearing like stories now. Like I was reading um, up on the, the Guns N' Roses subreddit. I think one of the there's like some one of the old dancers, uh, the girl, the lady dancers there used to like, like be like one of the dancers while Guns were playing at some of the old like Sunset Strip clubs, and mm -hmm. she was like friends with like all the old, all the OG members basically, and she always. She put a like she really made Axel seem like very human. She's like she Axel was always very nice, very caring, even you know, leaned on me for like other stuff. Like she's like he told me some personal stuff, which I'm not gonna say, obviously. I'm gonna keep that between us, whatever. But like she really did put Axel in a good light in there. And I think that if you want to check out some more of the comments, I just sort of abridged them there. That's on the, the Guns N' Roses subreddit. There's a post there about that. Yeah, go check it out. And with that, it is now time for our last section of this big segment that we've put together here for you. And that is my personal favorite moment, as well as our friend Bailey, uh, his personal favorite moment at the same time. They're both kind of dual. So I'll give my comments after the video. And in the meantime, I'm going to let Bailey and also... A lot of other people chime in on this one as well, including Jeff. And uh, you're going to hear clips from Axel and everybody, just like the last clip. So let's look at let's look at our final clip. Guns N' Roses, they were scheduled to uh, perform at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. When I was a kid, I was told that rock and roll wasn't music. It wasn't art. Queen was my proof, my evidence that these people were wrong, and they meant everything to me. And, uh, you know, obviously Freddie Mercury, one of the greatest singers of all time. He was a sweet guy, yeah, great voice. I don't think I'd ever met anybody like Freddie, um, who was larger than life, so funny, so gifted, so talented in what he wanted to do. One in a million was kind of still being discussed at that point. And there are some... The gay group activist groups that are a, l a little bit appalled, I think is a good word for it. It was pretty intense because meeting Elton, Elton came to to my room and he sits down on his couch and we start talking about the song. He doesn't know me and he's, you know, dealing with people telling him different stories about me and, and uh, homophobic or whatever and one in a million and everything. And, and he's, we're, we're trying to talk, but he's getting more tense. And finally he goes, I'm a gay man! <laughs> okay? And I went, and I went, cool, so when we hit the bridge, <laughs> you know, the song, you know, it's like, and then we were fine. So, you know, it was definitely a big moment for Guns and specifically for Axel later in the night, joining Elton John on stage for Bohemian Rhapsody, Elton John, another famous gay singer. 
and you know they kind of came together and performed this great song Axel came out and kind of a blaze of glory coming out with pyrotechnics and I didn't know they were going to do that pyro though and that was oh. that was really amazing and really fun the, the hair on my arms just fucking rise should be a celebration Freddie wouldn't have wanted it another way for sure yeah I mean that was just a, that's probably like one of the best duos you know uh, Elton and Axel together it's you know, one of Axel's greatest live moments of all time. So there you have it. That is my personal favorite moment. I remember the first time that I ever, I ever saw this. I didn't see the whole concert. I just, uh, I was just tuning in to the Elton John part. Yeah. Where, uh, so you've where you've seen like in. clips of it here and there, like on YouTube and stuff. Even, even Gunn's performance too at, at the, the tribute concert was really, really kick ass and really well done. Yeah. And uh, the knocking on heaven's door was recorded for that and has been released by the band. Yeah. Uh, was, I think it was the live era. Or, yeah. It was on live era. Was it on Live Air? Okay. I'm pretty sure that ver that was the version they put on Live Air from the Freddie Mercury uh, tribute concert. Nice, nice. So go check that out if you're curious about that. Or I'm sure it's all available if you really look. But the first time I saw it, I didn't know I didn't know Axel was coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh I kind of was excited to see how Elton was gonna do that part of the song. I was kind of thinking that while I was watching it because I just thought it was Elton John and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And then the, the pyro and shit goes off and Axel comes running on stage. And I remember, like Jeff said in the clip, man, the hair on my arm stood up. Like I knew I was seeing something special, man. That was in, that was uh, a good surprise. The surprise factor of it just made that such a cool moment to, uh, even though I wasn't obviously there, it was a cool yeah. moment to oh, uh, experience because I still got the feels off of it as yeah. if I were there. There was even so, that, and then he came on even to perform uh, "We Will Rock You" as well during that same concert as well, which is really oh nice. Just also, I think something more people talk about him and Elton doing the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing because that also led to them. I believe I don't know if that was bef- this was before when they did the November Rain at the MTV Awards or after. Yeah, I think it was somewhere one around the that other. same time. Yeah, one or the other. That's probably what led to that, and then you know Slash even made an appearance during the Queen portion of the tribute concert. Yeah. And like Bailey said, man, they were still dealing with the fallout from one in a million, which they deserved. I'm not going to say they didn't. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting song for us to review once that comes up. I'm dreading it, man. I yeah. am dreading the day that, I mean, I know it's going to happen. Same, like, I think the two I'm dreading the most is my world and uh, fucking one in a million. One in a million is yeah. the two. Uh, probably my least favorite. I don't think I've ever put one in a million. And people talk about one in a million. Like I like it because it's such a good song. No, it's not. That I don't know. I've I've literally listened to it like twice, and like I can't just because of you know the the, the lyrics and the content, and the words in there. It's like can't okay, shit now. We'll we'll cut out the verse where he says the n word, and we'll yeah. go to the verse where he says the f word. Yeah, the f slur. Yeah, and then and then. Which other verse are you talking about (laughs) that you love so much? I mean, I'm sorry, but one in a million was ruined because. Yeah. The thing is, though, people like always hype up all the acoustic version, bro, from like CBGB in New York. I'm like, 
okay, cool, but like it, the song is still controversial, and it, like there's a reason why it was not on the reissue and the remaster uh, Appetite. Like, yeah, the band literally was like, "That's a no-brainer. We're not bringing this shit back." I choose to uh, forget that as much as possible. I don't. I just don't like to think about it. I don't. You know, I. I would have not supported it if I was this age at the time. I mean, I was a little kid mm -hmm. when it came out. So, but if I was a thinking adult when that came out, I would have definitely been just as mad as everybody else was. So, uh, but then coming off of that to the redemption arc here with Elton John, it's a lot, it's very similar to what happened to Eminem. Mm -hmm. uh a few years later because he liked to drop the f slur in his stuff but again you know it took elton john saying hey you know it's 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 cool guys he's not really like that you know what i mean yeah because i mean he's done that with eminem just like he did you know about a decade later but i remember yeah, when that happened with yeah, that was a wonderful performance he did uh stan eminem and elton john's it's a really good performance. And it's a hard thing to do anyway because you're paying tribute to one of the greatest frontmen of all time, if not the greatest. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Freddie Mercury's number one. No doubt. Um, you know, he's definitely, no matter what discussion of the best frontmen you're ever having, unless you're talking about the shittiest ones, Freddie Mercury is always going to be in that conversation. And as it rightfully should be. He was a legend, and he can't be replaced. I am glad that Queen's come back with Adam Lambert, though because that's a that's a really good show and like he's no freddy and he doesn't try to be he just tries to be adam singing yeah. freddy's songs hmm. it's hard to like live up to that it's it's like nearly impossible or pretty much impossible like you can't but it's still like you want to go there like if you've seen queen in the past it'd be pretty cool or like people who haven't seen queen you know and got into queen because of the, the biopic you know that blew up yeah um, it, it's definitely something cool it'd be like look this band's you know they may not be making music but they're still touring you know like they're still trying to you know, add to legacy maybe they're in the last sort of chapters of uh, of queen or whatever these these guys because they're, they're roughly in like around in their 60s too i think you know like uh, yeah, but you, get adultery. A, you get a taste of what it was like definitely absolutely what it was like to see these guys play this is as close as you're gonna get so yeah is there that or you go find a copy of like live aid and it's not the same, dude. Watching it on TV is not the same as being there, man. When you can feel the music pumping in your chest, like, you know what I mean? You can feel the ground yeah. quaking from the bass. Like, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not the same as being there. And with, with Adam Lambert, you can be there for these songs again. So that's all well and good to me. And, man, this was this was a hard segment to put together i don't think i personally have ever put as much work into putting together a segment for the show ever as uh i know you did and i did even in thinking mm -hmm. of what are we going to talk about in that because there's so much we're not getting to speak on yeah but... there's definitely like honorable mentions you know things of you know the past you know i mean shout out to ox rose twitter and to all of my friends, all of our friends, I should say, uh, Brando, Tara and Robin, um, Frostbite, Jeff, Bailey, Rick, all you guys that 
uh, joined in, we want to tell you thank you because it was short notice, like yesterday. Short notice. It was very like, yeah, we sort of like got it all by pretty much like right before we started recording this stuff. Yeah. I sat here finishing those edits as Chris sat here waiting on me. To no, because I'm like, listen, I'll get some of my stuff ready to go. Yeah. We both so, ended up working on some shit. But um, the fact I, I, that yeah. we, we made it now. Yeah, and and it's and it's almost over, is is kind of a relief, but also it's really good to see it come together, man. Absolutely, our our big grand tributes um, to probably to the front man of our favorite band of all time. So you know, Axl Rose, he's taken shit, he's given shit, he's been through so much shit, especially over the last twenty plus years, um, and it's still great. To see, you know, a legend, a rock star like that still survive to this day and still do well and still thrive and still be able to perform and, you know, do cool stuff like have guest spots at like a, a freaking country music festival when you show up with Carrie Underwood. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I watched that this past week. Um, it's still good to see, you know, he still has, he still, people know him. A lot of people still love him. Um, he's been through hell, hell and back and probably twice again, you know. So, yeah. happy birthday, W. Axel Rose. We here at Guns and Radio, we fucking love you. So, and now that you know, now that we've said all that, and we've spent the last hour telling you how much we love you and what we love about you, uh, we hope you'll understand that it is with love we review our song of the day. And don't sue <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, because I know Axel was not too thrilled with Rapid Fire actually yeah. coming out but it did and since it came out it's it's uh we would have had to listen to it anyway eventually but uh maybe this will be a good one we haven't really had a lot of luck with some rapid fire songs because i can see yeah. why axel didn't like them mm -hmm. but uh maybe maybe this one will be different i think so so let's check out on the run let's do it we going on the run chris The rapid fire garage band sound. You gotta look. Yeah. Early 80s demos. Uh, do you have lyrics for this one today? Um, I couldn't find like accurate lyrics. I ended up like trying to Google everything. Um, there's actually a forum on my Jenner forum where people are trying to like compile the lyrics to a lot of these songs. This is probably the closest I think someone got to lyrics for this song. So I could find lyrics for every other song on this album except this one. Has it got a lot reason. of question marks? No, no. This well, the, originally someone posted like their interpretation, and there's another uh, member on the forum. Basically, it was like. Um, just did it by by what it sounded like so well what do you got for our first verse let's see if okay. you let's see if we can break this down and we can get a story out of the song um so because so, my man said you find me something to do and if we hook up we'll then we'll party with you well we're rocking tonight really rocking tonight finding some ladies just to pass the time it doesn't matter if she's yours or mine well we're cruising tonight really cruising tonight well so we're gonna run. share we're gonna have to share a girl here 
I don't know, maybe, I don't know. On the run, having fun, and I'm never going back. And that's just the chorus right there. Listen, bro, man code. If both of <laughs> if we go out together and both of us ain't getting laid, hang on. By separate women, <laughs> then none of us are getting laid. I mean, unless someone's interested in that devil's three-way, that's uh, that can't do that. I, I ain't down to do no Eiffel Towers. <laughs> no Eiffel Tower. No. <laughs> I swear, yeah, I, I kids, I've got the mental image. <laughs> High five. These are holding hands. <laughs> no pig roast allowed in this household. Oh, that's yeah, hard pass for me. No. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go on the run now from this uh, from this conversation. Literally. Because tonight I'm going to rock you. It's kind of what it makes oh, me yeah. think of. <laughs> A little bit. So, uh, I think. Uh, well, 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 let's see. Let's 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 continue with this lyric thing. Okay. Here's some so more we'll lyrics. Go, um, Give second us a verse favorite. here. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, baby, that it's only a game. Lock up your daughters if you want them the same. Well, we're jamming tonight. Really jamming tonight. Come on, honey. I know where we can go. A little place just for after the show. Well, we're rocking tonight. Really rocking tonight. And then it goes back into the chorus again. All right. Well, um, Let's be real. It's rapid fire. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be extra nice today. <laughs> yeah, lyrically, I can tell. I, I agree. It's not that great, but this is like I think like if we're talking, you know, instrumentally wise, like the riff is not too terrible. I mean, to no. me, it just sounds like they're trying to emulate, you know, early '80s, like the, the hair metal and the glam at the time. It sounds very reminiscent. That's very like rough early demo style stuff. But you can definitely see like there could be some potential with the song you know work some stuff around it yeah right we write the whole fucking lyrics axel doesn't have his high-pitched uh axel voice yet yeah uh so you know i don't even know if we could technically call him axel at this point it might be like how with muhammad ali we got to call him cassius clay in the old fights yeah Uh, because this was 83 i think yeah it's about 80 early 80s i think 83 i believe this was these were demos from so he might have still been Bill at this point. Yeah. Or okay. just the just the W. Just the W. W Rose. Yeah, it does have that crappy garage band sound. Yeah. Then again, you can sort of attribute that to this being like a demo. Like, was there anything ever going to come out of this? We may never know. You know, you know, hindsight in 2020, time obviously changed whatever with it. So, yeah. 
Not a bad solo, and I like the breakdown with the drums there, too. Mm hmm. Decent solo. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. On the run by Rapid Fire. And it's in the rear view now. So how are we going to do this this week? Who wants to go first? Um, I'll let you go first this week. All righty. Well, in my humble opinion, this was a not a bad song. I mean, <laughs> for a garage band. I mean, for Axl Rose to be fronting it. I mean, but he wasn't Axl yet. You know, you got to yeah. give homie a break because... You know, it, it, it's like it's like he's still a new guy. He ha he hasn't become the man that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be uh, one of the greatest of all time. He's mm -hmm. he's 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 still learning. So still a Lafayette Axel in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that being said, it reminds me too a lot of if you ever had back in the day where your friends were in a garage band and they give you their CD. Yeah, and like the lyric lyrically speaking is very amateurish yeah i'm pretty sure axel didn't write this um maybe he did and he just wasn't good at it yet and would get mm -hmm. good at and get good at the lyrics later um but or maybe this was a rough draft of lyrics and nothing ever became of it past that and then they mixed it and shit later because i know there was a, a kickstarter or something to get these mixed and released yeah so from one of the I, former members of rapid fire who knows i'm sure if i would have done a little more research on rapid fire i might could uh, answer those questions and i might before the next one probably won't but i might Maybe. um just going by the song uh music wise it's it's fine but it's not great uh lyric wise it's terrible but axel's you know he's doing the best i guess he can for his skill set at the time and the material he's been given to work with so all in all, I'm, I'm going to give it a one and a half and I, I, and I'm being generous there too. I, I will probably never listen to this again, but it's really cool to just have it because of the historical significance of it with GNR and rapid fire. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm like on the same boat too. I mean, like, yeah, I'll probably, it's like a one and a half for me, but when you, Compare it to what we've rated the other couple of rapid fire songs, it's pretty much the best one so far. <laughs> by a long so, shot. By a, quite a long shot. Because this is actually the first one I think that it has been rated higher than a zero. We actually gave it a positive rating for once. Oh, hey. Well, then, hey, hey, I get to do this then. So hang on, hang on one second. Congrats on rapid fire for making a song yeah, that's more trenches. Yeah. Yeah. Lyrically, it is, it is kind of not that great it's shitty lyrically i mean like the riff is pretty cool it kind of is a bit catchy but like there isn't much really substance to it and again you know you could chalk it up to being a demo from you know or early 80s band that may not have ever happened or made it or whatever but still it's one and a half i think is the best you we can get from this one so i mean at, le at least they're getting a little bit better rapid fire yeah i mean now. For now, for now, the next rapid fire. We got two comes, more to go, baby. Comes along and really screws us in the pooch. Yeah. 
we'll see how that goes. But yeah, there you go. So what did you think? Be sure to come into our Discord. You can get your invite at gunsandradio.com. Come to our Discord. Tell us what you thought about it. And uh, yeah, maybe you can say some nice things about Axel. What'd you think about our presentation today? Our countdown. Tell us to go fuck herself. Whatever. We'll probably kick you out if you do that. But you never know. We might not. So Listen, if you tell me to go fuck myself, I'm just going to say, well, I wish I could. He'll probably won't see it because I'll see it before he does. And you'll long be kicked out and your comment deleted. Oh, yeah. I've, I've banned a few people <laughs> over Discord. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Chris, we've uh, we've come to a close. We're officially out of content. Yeah. So with that, I think there's nothing left for us to do except for spin the wheel and see what song we're going to be listening to on the next episode. Of course, after the collection in episode yes. 208 of the on guns. 208. Yeah. 207. That's a, that's, that's a, a best, that's of. best of. Yeah. So just, just one, but yeah. it's all new footage. It's all never before seen shit on this feed. So mm-hmm. uh, be sure to tune in. Cause I think you're going to like it anyway. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Spin it. No trouble, Juju Hounds. Oh, nice, Juju uh, Hounds. It's been a while. It has been. Thank you, Ice Cube. Thanks. Wait, that, last week uh, it was Ice T. No, Ice Cube. Is it okay? Which one have I been saying? T or I don't Q? know. Ice T. Then you said Ice Cube one week. I don't fucking know. Thank you, Ice. Who the fuck ever? Crystal think- Ice. Thank you. Okay, I'm thinking of Ice T. Law and Order is Ice T. Uh, Law and Order, yeah, that yeah. one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay, not Friday. Law and Ice Cube. Yes. Too many ices. Too many ices and teas. You got yeah, ice, you know, ice, tea, ice, ice, the terrorist. <laughs> you got uh, a lot of shit going on. Isis, yeah. <laughs> <Ice>. <laughs> no, I don't like their music. It's all. <laughs> It's all that Peruvian throat sinking shit. <laughs> I can't do it. You should look up Peruvian throat singing if you if you've never no clue what I'm talking about. You'll both be impressed uh, and probably disturbed. Disturbed, but <laughs> impressed <laughs> at the true. same time. So that's um, that's something you could check out. Be sure to come back uh, this Saturday for Shotcast Saturday. Chris, tell them what we're going to be doing. On Saturday. Yo, uh, the month of Duff continues. Tender, loving Duff. Uh, some more Duff are celebrating the birth month of Duff, also the birth month of Axe Rose. We pay tribute to you already. Um, but uh, should we reveal the song that we're going to be doing this Saturday? Go ahead. All right. So we have, hang on, I literally downloaded it here. What the fuck is it? Damn it. <laughs> <We know. laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. I have it here. <laughs> so we're, so. Continuing on with the uh, the tenderness album, we're covering the next track on there called "Falling Down." Duff McKagan. Oh, if I fall back down, you're, you're gonna, gonna get back, back up again. If I fall back down, I have a hot game. I think I have a feeling that this song is not gonna be on par with that one, though. We shall see. Tune in on Saturday. the The month of Duff Duff month Muff Duff continues. T L D R. <laughs> tender Geo. loving duff regretfully yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> regretfully yours Guns uh, <laughs> but 
But uh, happy birthday, Axel. Uh, Duff's birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday, Duff McKagan. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, man. We had I had a great time tonight. And it was a hell of an episode, man. It was nice. It was, it was a different episode. It was something different. Definitely. I like that. Hell yeah. And, you know, 200 and se- 206, 207, however the fuck many episodes in that we can do something totally different is uh yeah it's pretty pretty neat so uh be sure to come back next week and until then i'm dustin bones and i'm chris caputo we'll see you guys saturday tender loving duff the month of duff continues then come back next week we're gonna have two brand new episodes got best of and we're gonna be reviewing some juju hounds so until then guys stay safe peace out keep on rocking and rolling baby see you next time yay